If you wake up and don't want to smile, if it takes just a little while, open your eyes and look at the day. You'll see things in a different way. Don't stop thinking about tomorrow. Don't stop. <laughs> It'll soon be here. It'll be here better than before. Yesterday's gone. Yesterday's gone. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, man. I haven't heard that wicked. in a while. Brandon, thank you very much, uh, man, for doing that. See, it's not so nerve-wracking, is it? Yeah, a little bit. No, it's not, man. <laughs> you I'll did give great, you, man. I'll give you a little hint. Um, our 99th show is coming up. You're, I think we're doing 94 today? Is 94. that what we're doing? Can't remember. 94, 95. I don't know. It's all a blur these days. But our 99th is coming up, and Carlito and I are going to be the guests. Oh, yeah. On our 99th show. Yep. Wow. So Carlito and I are going to have to sing, which is going to be a little interesting on that. I'm going to play the banjo. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. All right. So, uh, Brendan. Yes. What are we going to chat about today? Basically everything I went through in construction, getting to where I am right now. Um, apprenticeship. And becoming a licensed carpenter. Very, very cool. Yeah, that's something to be proud of, man. We, yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, Some bragging rights for sure. So, I mean, you're a little younger than us. 32. 32. So yeah. he's, he's what, two years Almost under? half Just our age. <laughs> two years. But we'll get into that, all that yeah. stuff. But first, we have our first segment there, Carl. Wait, wait a second. Are you ready? I'm always ready. No change of mind? I'm always ready. It's history with Manny. What are we going to talk about today? I got to look at this. So I actually got to do a specific shout out to uh, my good old buddy across the pond in the UK in Cardiff, Wales. From at Blue Carpentry, where he listens to the podcast. That's amazing. And he always smiles and even laughs when you and I, Carlito, can't convert metric to imperial or vice versa. <laughs> so he was letting us know the last time that I had a question about metric and imperial, and we couldn't figure out, you guys couldn't figure out footing widths and stuff like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so he basically said, you guys really need to understand how to do this. So converting metric to imperial is divide by 2.54. Yep. You know how many times I've been told Hang that? Hang on. The other way around <laughs> is you divide by 0.0254, and that's how you get the imperial to metric. So I just want to give you guys a, a little hint. So one inch is what? 20, uh, 20 millimeters. 25.4 millimeters. Okay, sorry. One foot is what? 30.48 centimeters. It's been that's so long. long. <laughs> I know. I know. But the thing is, and so I want to let you guys know that you, Canada adopted the metric system in what year? Oh, I Oh, it had Before to be in the seventies, man. <laughs> we were, we were sperm, uh-huh. so that had to be in the sixties. <laughs> it's not vintage sperm. It's nineteen seventy, right? So, but it wasn't until seventy one when we were born that so, the agency was uh, At least was that was up, right. The seventies, right? So Canadians also use imperial for opposite reason. Uh, they basically use it for raw materials, and that's why we still talk construction for softwood lumber. Yeah. Right, it's measured in feet and I, inches. I think at that time the Robbie and the Phillips kind of went same the, thing, same direction. Or so why does the U.S. use Imperial? Because they're smarter than us. Oh, because of the British. Really? Yeah, the oh. British, right? So the British Empire colonized North America hundreds of years ago. It brought the British Imperial system to America, and that's why they still use it. What does Mexico use? They use metric. Metric. We're the only. North America is the only country. Exactly. That's what it's still... I'm dumbfounded by that, that North America is the only one that still uses Imperial. The entire world uses metric, man. 
The building but code's met, uh, metric. It's metric. It's I know, but we're all supposed to learn metric. I tried. I bought tape measures that were both. And Come I on, got listen. How many times it? have we done this? You know what? You do some forming and you get it after two days and you and you have it down and someone screams out, go get me a form of 600 and yeah. you know which one it is and you start putting it together. But then you forget right away. I forget. My whole C of Q test was metric. All of it. Wow. Well, it's a building code. Uh, that's challenging. Yeah. yeah. Last point here is metric is definitely better for calculations because you always get an accurate answer. That's right. Versus imperial, you need to round off a one sixteenth, right? So that's the reason why science and math is always using metric, but construction is using imperial. We should start hey, using metric. Listen, if we got it right, he wouldn't be laughing in Wales. <laughs> uh, so the, I just want to give him a shout out. That's all because he brought it up. He brought that, it. That's up. amazing. And by the way, uh, the water in Wales is freezing cold <laughs> <laughs> which i could do with right now man okay so back over to brendan wait a second that what? was history yeah. with manny here we go so we're talking to brendan from at red seal carpenter or carpentry 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 sorry red seal carpentry let's get into your path man when did you well, get started what what well, why i just want to say like you know you mentioned something that was really important how did he get that instagram name at I was pretty impressed. That, it's like, Red Seal Carpenter. That's my <laughs> He just double checked. Yeah, I had to double check. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Red Seal Carpenter. Yeah. And I, I got to say, man, like, how did you score that name? Luck of the draw. Like, how, I bet you there's thousands no of carpenters Well, how long have you there? had it? I'm how interested. How did I score my license plate? Red Seal. Yeah, you haven't got, and that never got stolen? No. Well, actually, yes, it did. See? Right off my driveway. See? Yeah, but no one could use it. Yeah. <laughs> but they stole it, on my, right? One of the kids walls in my neighborhood. <laughs> you lucked out, dude. Honestly, I collect license plates. I would have totally uh, yeah. bought that off them. <laughs> Are you surprised? Has to replace a license plate. It, it is. Would so, they would they make you change the name of the plate? No. So you have to get you have to pay for a template, and then you have to wait. Order because it's a vanity. Yeah. Then you have to wait nine months for fraud protection. Huh? So, well, someone does a crime using your license plate. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Why would you want to use Red Seal Carpenter in a crime? I don't know. Or they go on the 407 a bunch of times using your license plate. Dun, dun, dun. It's fraud. Anyway, so it took over a year and a half to get my license plate back. Wow. Good old government. We won't get into that. That's no. a different <laughs> <podcast>. <laughs> We don't want to get shut down. We don't want to see guys in black Sorry. suits and sunglasses. Sorry, you, you, you got some really amazing things going on here. You're red sealed. You have it on your license plate. You have a great tag. He's driving a it's Ford. Great, great brand. He's I driving know. a yeah, Ford. Yeah, so we were talking about that. A red Ford. A red Ford. <laughs> so wow, Carlito, got Carlito you have a lot in common. He likes Fords. Yeah, yeah. I got I got a 450. <laughs> uh, wasn't my first truck, though. What was it? That's my second truck. First one was a Dodge. Oh, you went Dodge to Ford? Yeah. Was, when you going to Chevy? Uh, yeah, I was 19, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I went from Dodge to Ford, too. Yeah. And then to Chevy. But you're Chevy now. <laughs> I'm both. I still got a Ford and a Chevy. I'm surprised. Everyone's surprised that Carlitos both. Okay. All right. <laughs> Started in grade 12. <laughs> grade 12. Yeah, I did the uh, Ontario Youth Apprenticeship Program. I How was that? All of grade 12. I took all my compulsory courses in grade 11 that I needed to graduate. Grade 12, I did the Sundial Homes Program. A lot of guys are doing that. What is that? I, I, I never heard of that. Who so did you? Sundial Homes is the builder. Okay. And then I guess they sponsor the program through Ministry of Training. And basically, you go... Is it a co-op? It's a co-op, yeah. So you, you go in class, you do your safety, and then you go out on site 
And um, are you guys ready to go on site after you do your? Safety? I didn't do it. Did the safety, and then um, the builder I work for was hiring co-op students, and then they asked the teacher at uh, White Oaks in Oakville. Yeah, I know White Oaks. Yeah, and uh, he said, "You want to go for an interview?" I said, "Yep." So I went, got the job, and the teacher said, "Well, you don't have to come back to the site. You can keep working with that because." Um, the builder wanted to sign me as an apprentice a couple of weeks later. That's amazing, man. You must have showed some really, like, some good qualities. Yeah. So, basically, that was first semester, grade 12. And then second semester, I did another co-op program, which is OEF again. And uh, that's that was in Georgetown, because that's where they went through. And then, uh, so I worked with the same builder, got eight credits again for high school, got paid. Even though it wasn't supposed to pay me, it paid me eight bucks an hour. Still better Still, than nothing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And you're learning. I'm learning and I'm working with a bunch of guys and carpenters. Good guys too, right? Yeah. So when I started, the company had two lead carpenters, old English guys in their 50s and 60s. and uh, they had old, old school guys? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then were they super fast at 60? Calculated. <laughs> and they were metric boys? No. No. They were no. imperial. Yeah. And then, mm. uh, so I worked, worked with them all through high school, grade 12, and then I graduated. I wrote my test at the end of it. And if you get more than 70, it counts as your first year of apprenticeship. Wow. That's Inclu- amazing. Including your hours. So that what counts did you towards get? your 70. What did I get? 71. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. As long as you got a 70, man. Yeah. No. So that counts also as um, the co-op counts as your 7,200 hours part of that. Wow. Yeah, so it's a good head start. It's a serious good head start. That's yeah. pretty cool. It's motivation. Yeah, plus I have... It uh, inspires you to move forward faster. Yeah, yeah, plus you basically get a footstep into the, the industry, industry because I already have an, uh, an employer to sign up me as an apprentice. So so these are great moves that you're making, right? At the, like so right wait a second. Gate. You were like 16, 17. 17. Wow. I've, wow. I've been through my teens, my 20s, and now I'm into my 30s with this builder. That's amazing. So man. you stayed on with the same builder. Same builder, haven't left. Treated you right, and yep. okay, cool. Any ben- been- any benefits? Uh, yep, some. It's like, union? No, no. Never went the union way. Good so, boy. You gotta we can, ask. We can talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you want to go the union way? Uh, because I went. The government pays for your schooling, and then that's just the way I got the direction I got put in by my school counselors. Would Makes you wish that you had had gone union? Because right now you'd be retiring pretty much yeah. on your first pension. How's that? Well, He's 32 years old. At 15 years, is that's enough credits for your first pension. It doesn't mean that you retire at that point. It means that you have a full pension, and then you can go for your second round pension, right? Yeah, another reason why I probably don't um, like the union. Yeah. <laughs> My schooling, just, I, there's like two different ways you can do it. You can go to the union, or you can go to the ministry of training. I went to the ministry of training. Different facilities. At the end of the whole circle, it's the same test. Because you have to, it's a government test. Graduated, working full time. They threw me on a site with a bunch of Portuguese framers. Of course. Yeah. Like how happy Manny is. <laughs> no, no, no. I was about to say, you sure the bricklayers weren't Portuguese? No. Or they, they're Italian on that site. Probably. Stay, I'm not touching that one. <laughs> no, no. no I, I, I like have, to offend everybody. Wait, wait a second. Mm-hmm. I know that the guys are probably going to hear this, but what was it like working with Portuguese guys? I a lot of yelling. And don't be Very diplomatic. Very finger pointing. I, I won't be I mean, I, I was 17. Offended. I was basically cleaning site up. And they were telling me to slug lumber up the, up the stairs. 
One guy was yelling at me, asking me to hand him something, and he goes, bring your kid to work day. And he, <laughs> he had no choice. His, uh, his daughter was on site just hanging out, and he's yelling at me in Portuguese, and she yells, he wants the hammer. I wish these guys would just learn English. Just so you know, the guy that taught me how to do drywall and mudding was Portuguese. Yeah. So I totally understand what you're saying. Oh, <laughs> uh, And then uh, you get signed up with um, a ministry of training representative. Okay. And then they did a whole bunch of paperwork because you have to have a sponsor and to have a sponsor to be a sponsor. You have to a have uh, your ticket or B have someone that works for you with your ticket um, or else you can't, you do your hours. And then I worked two years and then the guy apprenticed under passed away. So uh, what so he couldn't sign now? it. Lung cancer. Oh, that's um, horrible to hear. Yeah. yeah. Well, he been smoking since he was 12 in England. Mm. And then probably um, no filter too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dr. Carlito. <laughs> yeah. So I was kind of left in a, in a bind, but. So what the, happens in that situation? Grandfathered? Yeah. So if the employer is already a sponsor, they've been passed. And um, yeah, he, it's tough because I had trouble. I had to learn from a place and there was no one to teach me. And I didn't want to leave the, the company because there was a lot of work and he was giving me a lot of opportunity to do it myself. And uh, I had a lot of chances. I relied a lot on research because there was no Instagram in 2005. Way back then, 2005. Yeah. So where no, were you find that? Just online? Online. Um, Which was impossible at the time. Yeah. Uh, books you know <laughs> those things talk, you open we're, hey man you're talking about like 15 years ago right yeah, 14 years 2005. ago 2005 2000 actually that would have been 2000 instagram and facebook do, really on. do you remember this little thing called y2k everybody was nervous about y2k that was 20 years ago yeah. people had computers yeah, know, 20 years ago people weren't putting out the information creations needed. weren't creations didn't <laughs> yeah. creations couldn't <laughs> I did my research and I actually came upon a guy named Gary Katz and he kind of um, founded the online, like the online teaching. Like he had a DVD set, seven DVDs. That's seven, wicked. Yeah. And um, there was, it, from, it was all finished carpentry and it was fundamentals and basics of a miter saw, crown molding, baseboard, casing, hanging a That's door. That's sick. He wrote a book called The Door Hangers Handbook. I kind of have a. Yeah. Do you still have those DVDs? Because I'll I watch do. them on my I give DVD them to my, player. I give them to the apprentices when I have. <laughs> That's wicked. Yeah, you got what you got. Did you learn a lot from them? I learned everything from them. Wow. And, uh, research, like what you do is you get a product, you look at the instructions. Yeah. You learn about it. So that's what apprentices got to do when they get into the industry. They got to really not rely on everyone, like one person. I think you got to look at an, a, a variety of ways of trying to get your information. Yeah, I didn't have a choice. I learned the hard way. Luckily, I had an employer that allowed me to learn the hard way and was good about it when I screwed stuff up. Um, but as long as I had a plan, he was okay with it. Oh, fucking Alexa, eh? What is she interrupting us for? <laughs> She's annoying, that well, it's bitch. A, it's a live podcast <laughs> in a real... 
in a real workshop. Uh, speaking <laughs> of which, we totally forgot. We got to interrupt no, you. Yeah, no worries. Yes, we always forget. We never forget. I don't know how we, how we just forget. do it different times to the podcast. That's all we do. We, we don't want the show to be the same thing every single time. What did we forget, Carlito? Well, we want to say a big thank you and appreciation to Mark from Skylux for always believing in what we're trying to do and put out good information for people to learn and, you know, share their thoughts, right? And a special thank you to all the hardworking roofers out there because we've been getting some serious weather, like as high as in the 40s uh, Celsius. For the Americans, that's over 100, which I know you guys think it's nothing in the States, but it's hot. If you're a roofer, it's hot earth. Listen, I don't care if you're in the States or not. It's still hot. It's still hot. So a lot of respect to the guys because we know that 10 o'clock comes around. It starts to get very, very hot. Then you got those four or five witching hours during the midday. (laughs) It's insane hot, man. I just got like a lot of respect for the guys. Witching hours. I'm just drenched. Dude, I start seeing things, man, when I'm up there. And I was only up there for a little bit. Oh, shit. I'm out of here. (laughs) So thank you, Mark, and thank you, everybody at Skylux, and thank you for letting us uh, do the podcast here, which is great. Let's go back to Brandon. Well, something that we never talk about, we talk about, you know, the co-op, we talk about you going through all this learning, but we never talk about how hard it was for the mathematics in getting the Red Seal, and how hard was it to learn that? You know, you're talking about, really, you have to be good at math to get a Red Seal. You do. Calculations, stair calculations, a lot of forming. You got to learn. You got to know how to calculate roof rafters. How is your stair building these days? Is it like right off the cuff? As soon as tell, someone tells you, here's the opening. Yeah, I look at my phone. I get a phone number to my stair guy. And I call him. <laughs> <laughs> so you basically do what I do. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's technology you, right you there. Third year is stair building. <laughs> I don't know, man. It doesn't matter how long you use your staircase guy. A lot of times he'll say, I'm really busy for another month. Yeah. No. Then you have to end up building something But temporary. isn't it funny when they come in and they do it for you and you just try to pay attention to what they're doing and yeah. they make it look so easy, but then you still did not absorb it? And yeah. I'm like, I'll just call you every time. Last time <laughs> I built a set of stairs was probably in high, in uh, school, trade school. Really? Wow. Third year, you got to build a whole set of stairs with three-part winder and everything. With a three-part winder, too? Yeah, which they don't do anymore. I don't. People don't like winders. I don't think it's code. Uh, the most you probably people... Will, no, no, you can get... Yeah. yeah, you can get a... No, you're right. You oh. can get a two-part winder. Yeah. That's code. It's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Did Lots you know changed. that? What do you mean lots changed? It's called the future. Anyways, How do you embrace so, it? <laughs> third year school, you do forming and stairs. So, yeah. You need calculations. They go through everything. In the in-class stuff is what you need for that. Well, what was the hardest part of getting the Red Seal? Because I have a couple of friends that have, you know, have got it. Yeah. And they said it was really hard. Yeah. It's, um, it's all you're remembering, all the, the calculations. Was that the hardest part? Yeah, the hardest part. Especially on the test. Because it's a four-hour test, 100 questions, and you're just cramming, and you panic. But luckily, you pull through if you pay attention. I don't remember half the stuff. Trust me. Well, that's what makes a good contractor. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Under pressure, yeah. which is the real world. I still have all my notes. I think my wife hasn't thrown them out yet. <laughs> <laughs> Nostalgia. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I went second, second year, you go into, uh, I went to George Brown. And so then, you went to a lot of places. Yeah, so I grew up in, I was in, living in Milton. Okay. Um, so they send you to George Brown, and that was a lot of commuting. And then so. How was George Brown? Because we've gotten mixed. Yeah, it was good. It was good? My, because I did second year, which is framing and building code. That was good. My teacher was good. How'd you absorb the building code? Love it. You love it? Love the building code. I fucking hate it. I'm sorry, but I hate it. 
It's just, it's a very boring read. Well, I, I love it only because it keeps the bad guys uh, straight, right? Yeah. Explain that, please. Well, if we didn't have that building code, guys would be just doing what they did 100 years ago and just building anything they want. Oh, so you mean the century homes that are still sticking around? There's still a lot of problems with them. <laughs> the rock foundations. <laughs> Rubble, yeah. Boulder, yeah. yeah, they're, yeah that's what it, but the rafters, the hand-cut rafters? They're pretty sick. Yeah, with yeah. a one by four as a ridge beam. Yeah. Still Where now it gets replaced with what? A 16 inch yeah, LBL double? I, I love them to see them use the lumber we have now. <laughs> I got to ask you, Brendan, why did you get into construction? I've wanted to be a carpenter since I was about five years old, I think. Why? What happened at five? So my mom kept all my school stuff since I was in kindergarten. Work with my grandfather. I grew up on a farm. I've always wanted to work with my hands, and then I knew what a carpenter was at that age, and I wanted to build houses. And then my mom had a school project, I think, grade one. What do you want to be when you grow up? Grow up is a carpenter. Wow, yeah. you stuck it through. Yeah, I stuck it right through. So I've had a set path since I was a kid. Was your family in construction? No, my grandfather was actually in the film industry. What did he do there? Um, he worked uh, for Rainmaker Film Labs. He was, um, he was in British Columbia. Developed uh, film and ran the machines oh yeah so he's in processing yeah he's in post-production yeah interesting and uh, those so facilities are dying these days well yeah everything's on computer i, right I know now. it's all digital luckily now. he retired a long time ago yeah so he got out of the game but yeah smart. he got me in just showing me how to build stuff he wasn't a carpenter by trade but he knew how to build stuff so i went through high school got in the program and went through the the oyap stuff the ministry training and third year Oh man, I waited till after thirty to write my CQ. Okay. You now, I think you got to write it right before, like right as you finish, go and write it. Why'd you wait? You were just money. not. Okay. You get the taste of the money. And okay. You just keep working, and then you put it, put it off, put it off, put it off. Wait, this was after the eight dollars an hour, though. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, actually, um, in my apprenticeship agreement, it says state's wage. First year, 60%, second year, 70%, third year, 80% of a journeyman's carpenter's wage. What um, was a journeyman's uh, wage at that point? I don't even remember. But um, now it's like $30 an hour, the national Oh, it's got to be more than that. No, dude. Pay attention to it. It's no. not. It's That's not. horrible, man. It's, it's not horrible. I don't think it's horrible. Seriously. You're running a business? The national average journeyman carpenter is $32.82 an hour. That's the national average. Yeah. And uh, in Toronto, it's as low as $17 an hour. What? And as high as $16 an hour. You know how yeah. many guys so are... So first year... That you think wait, wait, first year on. apprentice, $17 an hour. It's 60% of a... Of, of third, like, and this is a journeyman, someone with a red seal. Yeah. yeah. Wow. All that education, all that schooling. Yeah. If you go on, let's say, Indeed or any other place and look at lead carpenters... You're anywhere from 28 to 34 $35 an hour. I wonder if Eddie's still on Indeed. Eddie. Wow. <laughs> I'm glad I've never met an Eddie. I've uh, heard about you, a lot of Eddie's. Who, sets that, who Eddies. sets that standard? I don't know. Obviously, the Ministry of Training and Colleges. They're the ones that set that standard, and they don't understand that that's... It's, a, it's an agreement, I think, between your employer. And Do you so think these are low? Well, you would you be think they're in line. I think because if you average it out over three years, you end up at that national standard. Well, which this is, is thirty-two. Thirty, yeah. 
Well, um, you'd be surprised. I mean, you'd be surprised me, you to can, hear in the union you'd be already at forty. These are guys, lead carpenters who don't own their own business, obviously, because then you start putting a price on your own name. Um, but this is just an average. I mean, I could offend a bunch of people, <laughs> but no, no, we don't want to do truth. that. It's Stats Canada. Yeah, yeah. I I just think. Uh, to get a really good quality guy that that's just not enough money uh, i know no. you guys probably argue with me but okay so then what should they be compensated well we're talking apprentices though right okay but guys who, who the are... guys the guys that start with me yeah start with me are starting at 20 to 25 yeah and they're not anything as educated as mm -hmm. you don't have any certifications these are guys that just so do... what would you pay for him he's worth 40 bucks to me 40 bucks. Yeah. Okay. But he better produce his 40 bucks. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I have no problem giving him 40 bucks an hour. Listen, man, we talk about this all the time. Pension, benefits, a living, gasoline, travel. What's produced? It's worth what, 40 what's bucks production? if you have a good guy. What's production for you? Give me give me a day. Give me the day that they start, the time that they, or sorry, give me the time that they start, give me the time that they break, give me the time that they have lunch, well, give me the time I, that they I break, really, give me the time I, when they wrap I really up. believe that anybody new under three years uh, should have seven to five, um, one hour not paid lunch. Um, if you do stick hour, around for more generous. than, if you do more sorry, than, sorry, what was that? An hour, you're generous. Well, that's your two 50 minute breaks yeah, in a half true. an hour, well, right? Normally it's a half hour and you have the two 50 minute yeah. breaks during the so day. So that's one hour not paid and you could do whatever you want on that time. Or if you're union two 15s every half hour. No, I've never seen that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a nice story yeah. though. That's a nice story, but the union. So they wrap up at thinks. five then. Yeah, but I think that when someone becomes family and they start treating your business like their own, it becomes something different. And and if it takes a sixteen-hour day, and not not that anyone will do it, but there are day. days. There Who's are days. Who's working a sixteen-hour day? Listen, there's lots of times I work sixteen hours. You know that, <sighs> and I have to. Why? Because. If he's I if I walk huh? he's in his own world sixteen hours. If days. if I walk away today, I'll Are lose those a whole day hours? No, you know that, dude. Fun. <laughs> yeah. um, what only, did you say if you walk away reason, today? The only reason I left work early today is for this podcast, or I'd be working still right now. Okay. Okay. So let's say you have first year. You want to hire an apprentice. You have a first year apprentice. What's the first thing you're going to get them to do? Uh, well, it's always I always teach them I always teach them the manners and set up and clean up. That's that's yep. the first thing I always you're gonna, do. You're gonna pay him twenty dollars an hour to do that. They have <clears> that, <throat> yeah, <throat> yeah. But I I don't hire guys like that. Like at least I hire at least a guy that has some some kind of experience. I would ask in him what do you what do you know? What can you do? Exactly. I don't give a shit. What tell me? Then don't you, bullshit me. Don't lie on the resume. Just tell me because guess what? If you tell me you can build stairs, guess what I'm gonna ask you to do? Go build stairs. Yeah. I think You're it right. was uh, Chris that was on here. Yeah. I, I wish I could talk to him. McCaskill? Yeah, I could talk to oh, him. Oh, I want to go up to his shop. I totally want to. I'm going to. I don't know if you're going to come so with me. So he mentioned there's a difference between in the co-op students between someone who wants an, a, to be an apprentice and someone who's there for credits. You can pay a guy $20 an hour or you can pay a guy as a first year apprentice to go through the steps and work your way up. It's true. He's obviously but, gonna, you're going to hire an, a first year apprentice when he knows nothing. He's green as the grass outside you almost want that you do you want to mold him well to a certain extent i, I agree to a certain extent you know because you don't have any bad habits but you still want someone that understands how to read a tape measure and can understand the Come basic on. tools like, what, you, you, you know how many guys i've met that yeah. don't know how to read a tape measure in that man? sundial homes program you could find you can there's half the class who are just in it for the credits 
Dude, I, don't, I know guys are like, what's that? And I'm like, that's a 16th. Yeah, how many They're like, that? oh, 16th. And I'm like, that's an eighth. What's the big that's, black tick? <laughs> I'm like, that's three 16ths. You need to know these things, man, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write down numbers yeah. and you're going to have to cut I've, that. I've never experienced that, man. In Seriously? class, we had a guy cut the tape measure on the chop saw because he left it open when he was measuring. I know, I know guys that don't know how to <laughs> yeah. use a speed square you, still. The tape measure shot across the shop floor. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny, man. <laughs> so the difference. I'm sorry, but that's funny, man. When you're hiring, an apprentice is an investment. It's like a car. You're investing it in the long term. I mean, eventually they're gonna leave you. I mean, people gotta realize that. I mean, I'm an anomaly. I've stayed for. 15 I was just about years. to say you've stayed longer than you're supposed to. And what to stay. kept you there? Like, really, what kept you there? Um, was it habit or like? My my employer has been extremely good to me. What's extremely good? Anything I asked for, he, uh, he gave a raise. He gave me steps to get to where I wanted. He said, you can do this. This is where I want you to be. Let's figure it out when you get there. And I did, and we went from there. So a man of his word. Yep. So, yeah, why wouldn't you want to work for someone? There's a lot of people out there promise you all kinds, and they never yeah. do anything. So he was, delivered as much as you delivered. I was off for two months for COVID. Had to look after my son. And my boss was calling me every week. You good? You good on money? You good? Wow. And I said, and he'd, Cause I mean, it's he'd, family up, to and him. he'd update, update me on where we're at. He, well, shut, he probably missed you okay, too. Okay, So they shut down as well too, right? We had jobs on the ongoing, but okay. there was nothing for me. And they were kind of, cause it went really slow. Right. And, um, but now it's madness. Now it's madness. Yeah. Total madness. Yeah. Which is great. I think that it's, it's amazing that, uh, you know what, actually, I think a lot of guys are going to get into construction now because of this madness. So what I didn't know until I started listening to you guys is they got rid of shop class. Lots of places. Yeah. It's hard to find them. Which is why I think grade 12, they need to push the co-op for the, oh yeah. It'd be great when if we could actually start a movement and start pushing high schools to do that and bring it back. And exactly. somebody not well, on TV could no, actually well, be behind I, I, that. I think the problem is, uh, you know, they have to create some kind of some kind of contract that, you know, allows the schooling or the people that are in charge not to get sued or charged because too many people, parents are just suing the, the edu you know, the the board or the school and yeah. then they ruin it for everybody else when their child wasn't paying attention. Right. So it's, it's ruined it for a lot of people. Right. But I, I know shop meant a lot to me. I yeah. wouldn't be in this industry yeah. if it wasn't for wood shop, machine shop, auto body mechanics. My wood teacher in high school was a licensed carpenter. He pushed me. He said, you got to get your ticket. You got to get your ticket. I said, I will. I think it's time for, Building code talk with Manny. <laughs> what Maybe you, guys, you should have a bell, buddy. What do you guys? No, 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 no bells, man. I love it when Carlito tries to change the format. It's always a nice collision. Uh, <laughs> what do you guys know about um, Brendan? I'll ask you, and maybe uh -oh. Carlito knows a thing or two. Know. Or actually, he might. You know what? I just thought. I just realized he might go on a whole conspiracy tangent on this one. Uh -oh. Radon. <laughs> what is radon and what is the acceptable tolerance for radon in the Ontario building code? I have no idea. 
no I don't. Idea. I, I looked this shit up just well, to, so well, I can sound Well, we know what radon right. is. It, it's basically It's a naturally occurring radioactive gas yeah. that is formed by the breakdown of uranium in soil, rock, and water. Which is basically murk. And it cannot be detected by senses. Cannot be seen, smell, taste, but it can be detected easily with a radar measurement, radon measurement device. So what is it you tell me about radon? Uh, well, it's decomposing just like we are underneath the, underneath the ground. It has, the gases have to escape somewhere. They come up through the concrete and they basically sit in the basement unless they're vented outwards. That's what creates a lot of depression in people, uh, sicknesses. A lot of people don't realize why they're feeling, uh, not energetic or they're depressed. And that's all because of these gases are affecting their, their mind. So what is the annual average? you're allowed in a home it's i don't even know this increment i talking about units again right so it's a beckwheeler unit <laughs> named after the founder Henri beckwheeler he's the one that founded it so we're allowed it cannot exceed 200 of these that's the max in your home but you got to pay for the testing well, of course you do, right? So if you want to spend the money. But I know that a lot more clients these days are actually spending that money on these kinds of tests, on EMF, electromagnetic field tests. Yeah. They're doing all that stuff. But it's kind of, it's stupid because they're also pumping their homes in with all the data, internet, Wi-Fi, all that shit in the house. So if you're it's bringing, contradicting, you mean. Yeah, exactly. So if you bring everything into the house, but then you're testing the house and you're concerned about all this other stuff, but then also buying furnishings and the materials that you use. Well, too. we talk about MDF all the time. It's the same thing. If you focus on one thing. thing, you can pick on it as much as you want. It's right? the same MDF, thing, right? So worst. I just thought that was interesting to bring it up that there's actually a code, a part, uh, part three. That actually states the amount of radon you're allowed to actually have uh, exceed in your house. So why haven't they changed the code yet to have something mandatory to uh, expel that that uh, off Maybe gassing? not enough people are dying as a result of this, or maybe yet. not enough people. Well, that's what. I, yeah. Why do car makers change their cars after it has to reach a certain level of so many people dying as a result yeah. of it, right? Otherwise, they just let it roll. Yeah. So. You know what so, I mean? Sometimes the less you know, the better. <laughs> Conspiracy Carlitos Hour. That's and what they were talking that about. Was, no, that was great that you brought that up. <laughs> that was? Building code talk with there. Manny. It's like having the monkey on the box, eh? Look at that. No, the monkey would be like collecting money and I'm not <laughs> collecting <laughs> any money. Yeah. Uh, we're talking to Brendan at Red Seal Carpet. I'm still amazed that you got that fucking handle. Seriously, man. That's a good handle. You type it in, they say accept, it's good. I know, but you beat everybody else. Maybe everybody... like. I don't think there is nearly enough licensed Red Seal Carpenters. I bet you there's a few Inuit up in the Nunavik area that are probably tagging Blue Seal Carpenter. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you know what? At <laughs> least, I think that's at, at, least we're, at least we're picking on everybody equally. <laughs> we never picked on any Inuits. No, not yet until now. For you Americans, Eskimo. <laughs> Sorry, for you Americans, Eskimo. I don't know. Not, Sorry. What? No. What? Everyone's getting offended He now? doesn't want to go there. No, I'm <laughs> not going to Don Cherry. I'm, I'm not going there. I, I meant to ask you, Ben, what is your background? Canadian. You're Canadian. Okay, so you're not Croatian, you're not Portuguese, you're not Inuit. No. All right, we're good. <laughs> Let's get back. I I wanna, think, did you hear that? Uh. <laughs> I do think in the, in the future, they should make carpentry and mandatory licensing like plumbers and electricians i thought they tried that didn't they try that and and there was a little bit of an uprising there's a lot of legislation involved i think is that what it is yeah and 
my teacher in George Brown, I won't say his name, said there's a lot of politics between the ministry and the unions about it. Oh, no. No way. And that was all he would shed on that. I mean, when you get educated, 90% of the time, you move up into a position where your management or your supervisor of some kind, and the educated guys, that's what they do. And the guys that aren't educated have to stay on the tools. So, like, if you want to be a carpenter, I mean, every house has wood. Yeah. Every, you know, I mean, like, it's it's just that important, right? It's the schooling that you need. Yeah, and a lot of guys that are hands-on aren't educated. Would it be a better industry if the carpenters were all licensed? Yeah. Yeah? For what reason? You wouldn't reasons? get the eddies. Really? I think it's I, you actually, have theory. I think I'm going to agree with you, You man. have theory. You have on-site knowledge. You have awareness. You have awareness. That's the biggest one for me. Common sense and awareness is like... It's like any profession. The more schooling you have the better off you're going to be compared to the next guy. Are there other trades that you feel the same way that should be licensed as well? Should we have licensed tile setters? Should we have licensed? Yeah, for sure. Well, it's funny mm. that there is no license. There's no There's tile pro- school. I think, I think There's G- no tile school. Wait a second. GCs should be licensed. Wait I agree s- with you on that. They totally should be licensed. I was just talking to Matt from Censure, and he'll be joining us in the next couple of weeks. They're just starting a new school for tiling. Okay, but so- is it in the same level as school that we're used to? Or is it just another company trying to do something? Well, I mean, let's talk about, you know, you're, it's, a, it's a major point of your insurance. Uh, water damage, flooding a house could cost $25,000 and damage your hardwood and drywall and an electrical fire. I'm just thinking. I think run, it's important that we educate. Running a business. Let's say if every single trade was licensed, how much would it cost now to build a house? It's going to cost more. Yeah. Well, Can you guys agree no, with that? I don't think so. It won't cost more no. if everybody is licensed. He's, you guys are a living proof of it. We just had an argument. I'm, I'm not red sealed. I've been no. doing carpentry my whole life. You're willing to work for 30 bucks an hour, right? No. Like, I mean, I mean <laughs> no, but he never funny. said that. He said that that's the national. That's the okay. But, yeah. but you agreed that. with it and you were yes. okay with it. Yes. So by saying you're okay with it and you agreed with it, that means it's okay for you then. Because it's okay for someone else, it's okay for you. Not necessarily. No, but you have to understand that. It's contradicting if you don't agree to that. So what I'm saying to you is if we had more people educated, it would just mean that things would run more, uh, more efficient, organized, and maybe less fatalities on, on site, like less injuries. Let me just say this. How many political officials are educated? I don't know. Uh, I think we're going a little. Uh, Trudeau, Trudeau's a, a, a drama teacher. What I was <laughs> back. What I was getting to is, I don't want to offend people, but you need a license to cut hair. You do. You yes. do. You are not allowed to cut yeah, someone's hair without. A, then you should have had a license to cut tile. But you don't have to have a license <laughs> to build someone's the home they live in the rest of their life. It's true. You, you know what and. I mean, I want to see education. I really do. I wasn't educated, but I want to see education. I just, I'm just doing a bathroom right now. I'm finishing for an, another builder. Uh, I'm working with a builder right now. Here we go. And, his, <laughs> and the walls, the washroom walls, everybody knows that when you do a bathroom, crowns are out. In this bathroom, the crowns are all in and out. And I'm like, I just who do the L- hell framed this, man? The whole thing, LSLs. Really? Is that how you I, normally build, or that's how you want to build? No, I convinced my employer that that's to the, go. Really, yes. no callbacks. None. It's LSL, and my, tile, man. and my tile guy loves me. 
So what are we, we've been talking about how all showers should be LSLs, man. That's well, just why, don't you, why don't you explain what that is? Because there's a lot of people that are, that are listening. Laminated yeah. strand lumber. Engineered two by fours. Dun, dun, or two by dun. six. Timber strand. Timber strand. Yeah. Timber strand's a brand. It's like, do you yes. want a Kleenex no, or do I you know, want but a do tissue? You but people understand it more. You want to listen to your cassette player or your Walkman? <laughs> and, and, there's, and there's more than one level of it. Like, yeah. I mean, some companies have it so compressed and tight that you can't even put a screw in, right? It all becomes part of the budget too, right? Like what? This is where I'm going back. But what okay, a quality you have. Home. Right, hang on. So Brandon, are you uh, are you planning on being your own employer? No. No. Are you planning I to have be a foreman? In the past, I'm I'm a site super right now. Okay, okay. that's great to hear. Um, but I have other plans aside. I mean, I had an opportunity to start my own company, and I did, and then I needed to buy a house that same year. And there's, that's a gamble. Yes. It's a gamble. So I had to make a decision. So Stability. I went, so I went back to my employer and said, because I got, I got laid off uh, 2000, when was the recession? Eight? Yeah. Well, there was more than one. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so I had to make a decision whether I wanted to start my own and go out and make a risk or I had to buy a house and I wasn't going to rent. So I went back to my employer. Said, Good for you. I tail between my legs and said, I'd like my job back. And he said, love to give you your job back. And then it's history from there. Cool. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't my like point. the way you phrase that putting your tail between your legs. You know what? You made a really good decision yeah. and, uh, it's well, not... I bought my first house when I was 24. Oh, that's amazing, man. So again, that's in a whole other topic about saving your money. That you See, it's really funny. Or you get a lot of 24 year olds that are actually starting their own business. I refuse to rent. Well, and, but another thing is you've had your house for like almost 12 or 13 years now. Yeah. Uh, you were, you were buying when it was still like two, Eight 300,000, <laughs> right? Sorry, whatever. Uh, it Eight was years. still, you know, three, maybe then three, 400,000, right? Yeah. Now everything's up to seven, eight, a mil, million two. I'm not going anywhere though. Yeah. Okay. My point about that yeah. whole thing wow, we got was Side about check. running a business yes. and adding another license cost to it. When you already have clients that feel what the trades are charging is excessive. So you start presenting budgets and then they start saying, well, we can't afford that. So we're going to go to second, third string, fourth string, fifth yeah, string, but we know what the that guy means. on the street. But why are we here? We're, we're here for the whole reason that... I'm just saying that if you license everybody, all those people, if you license everybody, the cost of your service is going to go up. Is it? Yes. Okay. How about callbacks? Now there's not going to be callbacks. Oh, so Every hang on. Are you telling me that licensed people do not make mistakes? Is I'm not that what saying, you're saying? I'm not Everybody saying Everybody has a driver's license, and we all know how many accidents occur on an, a second but by second they basis. They also give away licenses. I'm just saying. So a piece of paper doesn't mean that you are better than a person who doesn't have that piece of paper. I'm just saying as a business owner, your expenses are going to go up. I just renewed my business insurance. I just added more liability. I just, there's no, you have I, your what, fan. what I'm arguing about is that paying a little bit more, not on every scenario, but paying a little bit more usually gets you. I'm not saying it will get you, but it typically gets you a job done once. A lot of people are doing it twice and it's costing them more than once. How do you feel about that, Brent? It all becomes, uh, become, comes down to how much you value your worth. I agree with you on that. A lot of people don't understand what their worth is. You're going to have to. Or their time. You're going to have to learn that the hard way through yeah. experience. You're going to say, yeah, I didn't make any money on this one. Or 
I made a lot of money and I'm losing jobs. Am I charging too much? Or you're not yeah. hunting the right clients. Are you or not? Or you're trying to be white collar as opposed to blue collar or as you would well, say. Yeah. Well, this is, this has been my problem. I I'm honest and there's no extras yeah. and people find that I'm too expensive when I'm not. Yeah. I get a call back every six months to a year from the customer that said no to me and I have to repair the job that they gave away to someone else that then they don't. went. don't. I lost for five or 10,000. Then don't. Yeah. I, I create a better relationship with them and I, you know what? I, I'm kind of happy that I get to help them and I mean, they could have went through it the first time. They're just not learning but the message will get out. If I just walk away and say, I'm not going to help you, I'll never fix the problem. But by them having that experience and saying, you know, I should have went with you the first time, yeah. they spread the word that sometimes it's better to not pay attention always to budget. Like I tell people, hey, man, if you don't have that 10000 call me in six months. Yeah. You know, save okay. it up. Brandon, gonna... what else What else do you think should change in construction? What else do you think? Like... Change? Well, you want, you want carpenters to be licensed. I do. Um, I want them to go through the process. Because that experience is going to make them better. It's gonna. It's all valuable, from the moment you pick up a broom and you start pushing it, to the moment you write your CFQ, and you're pushed out. And we're like graduating. You're pushed out. You're kicked. You have options. Options galore, and your options are more than the next guy who's not licensed. It's interesting. No, no. You know what? I I like where you're going. the The one thing that scares me though is that. There's a lot of really good guys out there yeah. that are so good with their hands, but they'll never pass the requirements in mathematics yeah. or um, sometimes overthinking the questions and answering them the wrong way, but they know the real answer if under different kinds of pressure. There's a lot of people that are gonna, that we're gonna lose that are very, you know, have a lot of pride in this industry. Uh, but I wanna see it too. I, I mean, I, I would like to see some kind of testing where if you have common sense and they see that you're aware at least that you can pass, yeah. you know, like a, like WSIB or something, yeah. you know, you go through a program, if you don't get it, they help you out and then you get, you get it. Right. Yeah. So I, I like where you're going yeah. with it. You could have some sort of test that if you want to have a business license for building houses, you take that test as opposed to a carpenter test. CFQ. I don't know. I'm not too familiar with, yeah. the, with the U S side of things, but are yeah. they, are they licensed? I would say yes. I'm, okay. I don't know. I don't know too me. much. There's a lot of listeners yeah. that are probably yelling through the phone <laughs> I, I, saying, I, I, no, he's full of shit. Are, are, you, are you one of those guys that was screaming behind me? I scream. <laughs> uh, if you drove by me half the time, I'm either laughing, I'm screaming at myself. People think I'm having a conversation with nobody. <laughs> what, are some, what are some of the things that you've heard that, that uh, bothered you or you didn't agree with? On the podcast? On the podcast, yeah. Nothing. I agree with almost everything. Wow. Every every person you have on here is relatable every day. And you agree with it 100%. That's why I think uh, everyone has such a connection with this podcast. It's life. It's yeah, construction it's, life. I think it's working really well. So thank you for that. That really, you know, yeah. pat but, on our backs. Well, kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I got an important question to ask you, Brendan. And I think the answer... I know the answer. What tools are you, man? <laughs> Ooh, carpenter. I, I'm I gonna, hear I'm this. gonna say yellow, man. Nope. Really? Blue. I started off yellow. Blue. Nope. Wow. Where, where are you? Where are you? I'm red. Wow. From Milwaukee. You no, know, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it. Um, 
How'd you get to Milwaukee? So started off with DeWalt in the XRP days. Then Milwaukee was a lot better before the DeWalt 20. What, what did you like more about it in your personal opinion? Longevity. Really? DeWalt. The batteries were just, the XRP batteries couldn't replace them fast enough. See, I felt the opposite. Yeah? Yeah. I felt um, that I, I had more problems with Milwaukee, and that's why I don't use Milwaukee unless it's like my plumbing. And then I got on, then you got committed. Like, and then I bought the set, the kit. 25 batteries. Yeah, and then I, I think I have like 8, 12 volts and probably 12, 5 amps. <laughs> so um, now so you're in Milwaukee and you're staying in Milwaukee. No, um, I don't really need any more tools. So if I had to replace it, yes, I would go Milwaukee. And what would you do if now that what's out there and all the new things, what would you go with? Hilti. Ooh, nice. <laughs> if I wanted a cordless set, I would spend the money on Hilti, but Makita has a lot of options. Yeah. I'm, yes, I'm, they do. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I mean, I have all my Hilti, but I'm really starting to like my, my Makita stuff. Like, I'm I really got on the green crack craze too, the Festool craze. <laughs> oh, did you really? <laughs> yeah, a long time ago. You got, I, well, I ended up what well, do you kind of sidetracked, but through my apprenticeship, I had to do everything myself. I had to learn how to work by myself and Festool kind of it does that. is geared toward that. You start breaking sheet goods down with a track saw, you can do it by yourself and you're doing ha the same amount of work for half the labor. I love track saws, man. Yeah, I do too. I do love track saws. Yeah. I gave my Dwell one away. You're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you would have gave it to me. I replaced it with a Bosch one. I'm sorry to say. Yeah, it's much I know. better. Much better. It's a good system. Well, we got sidetracked. Sorry, I just yeah. was curious well, about you'll, it. You'll find I thought a lot for sure you were DeWalt. Yeah. <laughs> I thought for sure you were DeWalt, right? No, but you, you started DeWalt. I got nothing against DeWalt. Um, I'm committed to Milwaukee. Oh, I've got just, something against DeWalt. <laughs> Listen, as much as you hear jokes from me, if, if, you, if you were to come to my job site tonight, I, like, I was looking at my job site, and yes, my, my go-to tools are my healthy cordless, yeah. but everything that's like my chop saws, my miter, like, like table saw, everything, compressors, I'm all DeWalt. See, I was looking around, I was like, man, I got a lot of DeWalt stuff. That's the, there's a lot of, every company, as you know, has excelled in certain tools. And DeWalt, their table saw and their 12-inch miter saws are indestructible. Wow. And, uh, the, ra I, the, ra and the rack and pinion on the DeWalt is, uh, I mean... Easier. I've been through, Much easier. I've been through two Bosch table saws um, and no issues with those either than the fence, but... Um, but the new fence on the React saw, which is only sold in Canada, which is actually really gonna good. If I'm going to spend $1,800 on the saw, thing. I'm getting, I, I know, I'm getting totally. a saw stop. You're getting a saw well, stop. I totally I, understand. I was using uh, my, my buddy's... Uh, uh, Bosch today and it's you gotta there's they definitely behave different yeah like my DeWalt is like baby steps it's like very straightforward I just found that the Bosch had a lot of locks and you know it wasn't like, it's the rack and pinion for the DeWalt that a lot of people like on the fence yeah back and forth you learn through experience what works for you and what yeah. that's right what works for you is the keyword yeah. yeah you know what I want to ask you a question about job site etiquette regarding using others tools oh as an apprentice or a trade very very good question and then that leads us to the question of as an apprentice and you're a sponsor do you supply them with tools do you certain ones which ones don't you the power tools you should you should uh supply for them um 
if they're starting out, you get a pouch, you get the basic tools. Here's a question. What if you get the apprentice, a brand new $400 worm drive and they kill it? <laughs> I had a guy that was on site. He said, <laughs> rule number one, listen to everything I say. Rule number two, don't cut my cord. Wow. Really, yeah? <laughs> Honestly, how many people I've seen cut the worm drive cord? <laughs> Any Cirque saw cord. Yeah. Yeah. Not anymore. I got the I've Makita cordless now. <laughs> and it goes from 12 feet to 6 inches. <laughs> so if you're not an apprentice, what's the story there? If you're not an apprentice, then you should, as a sub-trade, you should supply your own tools. As if you're a sub-trade on site with other sub-trades, you should not use their tools without asking. Is it fair to say, because I had a little gripe happen, what are we, Thursday? I had a little gripe happen this week, which I wasn't vocal about. I just kept it in. Is it fair to say that every single trade on a job site has a collection of tools that can do all the tasks that are necessary to do? Yes. Or, or is it surprising to see that a plumber, should a plumber have an oscillating tool? Yes. Yeah. Okay. But... 10 years ago, they wouldn't have an oscillating tool. No. But I think today they should. Oh, guaranteed. So should, should an HVAC mechanical guy have an oscillating tool? Of course. Tool? Okay. Should uh, should electrician have an oscillating tool? Yes. So my, I'm just getting to my point. And my point is that I think every trade should have a collection of the proper tools that you need. So if there's anything that comes up, they can't say, I don't have the tool for that. Yeah. Or I need to borrow the tool from somebody I don't want to speak to or, or I don't want to deal with. But certain people don't always have these tools or they don't want to go to their truck and grab these tools. I really truly believe on my sites. I don't want have, I don't want any of my guys having anything, but a, a pouch, a speed square, a carpenter square, a pencil and a hammer. So no power tools for you. No, it's all my stuff, but I will pay attention share? if they, no, they, sh they share my stuff. Okay. I, I don't want guys bringing tools in. I don't want the place covered in tools everywhere uh someone taking a battery of mine this way if they don't bring any tools they don't go with any tools it all stays on site and what are your thoughts Bren? i think it goes it's different with apprentices because you're learning on their their your your trainer i guess as the ministry says their tools um you're not just going to come in as a first or second year apprentice and have a whole truckload of tools you're going to be watching them to start. You're going yep. to, they're going to teach you how to use them. And then you're going to learn from them. And then you can make a decision on if you want to buy your own tools. Eventually, you're going to have to. You ha if you're going to be in this business, you're going to have to invest yeah. in the money to buy your own tools. Yeah. Whether you go the rigid Ryobi yeah. you know, mm -hmm. and you, or you go the Fest tool. There's or, a lot of starter kits you can get either. Listen, yellow, man, I started with rigid. I totally started with rigid and 10,000 batteries. Listen, yeah. to this day... The rigid vacuum cleaner shop pack is wicked, man. <laughs> right By now, far, you, 130 uh, bucks, you can put that thing right in the dirt and suck yeah. it up. Dude, and I it put it in the dirt all I the still time. have it. I still have it. It still works. Yeah. I love it. I, I won't lie. Sometimes I'll see one sitting at the side, and I'll just take it for the wheels or a piece, and I'll, <laughs> I'll yeah. take it apart, put it onto another one. If you were hiring, I know you guys don't have apprentices or employees, but if you were hiring an apprentice, would you expect him to start buying his own tools? Mm, yes and no. No. What would you expect from him? A basic kit. I, th I think that he should at least have a circ reciprocating jigsaw and a drill driver and an impact. That's, That's interesting. it. No, I, I don't want them to have anything. I no. should, they because should, you know why? I think they're going to feel more confident no. if they're using their own tools. What if he's tools. never used one? 
how is that? Like, I don't know what we're, planet you guys are from where people about, don't know like, the tape measure. Honestly, you, no, have, okay. I don't think you're on the same planet as us because I, know I landed here. Everybody's wearing masks. Dude, <laughs> I, I've had so many problems. I got a problems. couple masks in the truck I can put on. <laughs> I've had so many problems. There's just so much to talk about. Hang on. What comes, were you going to say, Brendan? I'd like to stick to the apprentice portion of it. If he's coming in. Green. Green. I think all he needs is a tool belt. And a hammer and a tape measure. Yes, and speed square. A speed square. Pencil. And I know where you're going with this. There's really nothing else he needs because you're not going to get him to do. That leads us back to what's the first thing you do get a, an apprentice to do? Put a broom in his hand. Yeah. Or take the batteries and put them on charge. Exactly. Right away. You're going to teach him your system. You're not yeah. going to And then doing that, you're going to teach him how to use the tools. And that's exactly where I was leading to. By them not having their tools, they're not going to appreciate. Okay, so this is kind of contradicting. You, if you own your, own, if you own your own tools, yes. you would think that you would appreciate them more, but it's not true. You're not. So if you're my apprentice, I'm going to be on your ass all day yeah. telling you, change the blade, be safe, do this, do that. And you're going to pick up my habits and hopefully I have good habits and I'm teaching you the proper way. But my uh, question still is, what if you give him all your tools and that apprentice is destroying each tool? He's gone. Yeah. You're, so he's gone. He's gone. You're going to you learn give really fast watching a guy at a saw. Yeah, Whether for sure. he's comfortable or not. How and then feels. you're going to pull him off either A, right away, or yeah. B, you're going to go over there and show him how to do it again. Well, that's what you're supposed to do. You're yeah. supposed to spend some time with someone. If you if you hire someone, I don't care if they think they, they've been in the business for 20 years or, or one week, you need to treat them the exact same way. You need to re-educate them on your, your habits, your ways. Because yeah. when you hire me, you're doing it my way, not your way. Have you guys worked with females? Lots. Yeah, Lots. me too. Really? Uh, no, I'm just curious about it. So, are they treated differently? No. Perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. No issues at all. It's good no, to hear. No, it's great I, to hear. I, I, I know a lot of female electricians. Our electricians have two females working for them. I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't Makes say sense. that you don't. There there is some tippy toeing around women that you have to My do. My tapers, husband and wife. Oh really? Yeah. A lot of women are mudding right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I a lot of electrician women. Hang on. I met, Carly, I met a female mason, one time. Wow. I've heard of one. That's a tough one. We were man. told Great of one. Handshake. And yeah. crush my crush, crush my hand. Well, she's handling block and brick, man. Dry wrinkled fingers <laughs> like sausages. <laughs> you don't want a backhand by her. Epa, <laughs> <laughs> let's go. <laughs> a little bit of hair coming out of the armpits. Oh hey. my no. goodness, man. No, I was just curious about it because I, I want to see more female because I think the percentage we got like 0 0.03 of the work. Force yeah. is female across Canada. I don't know what it is in the U.S. But in Ontario, females get more of an incentive grant than men. Why is that? It's just they want them to get into the trades. We could talk about um, the advantages of being an apprentice through the ministry. That is, A, your schooling's paid for, and B, you get uh, sorry incentive grants. Tax write-offs. Yeah, so you for every year, you get an apprenticeship incentive grant. So you get... 1000 for your first, 1000 for your second, and that it caps at $2,000. Is that in a week? No. <laughs> that's your... Uh, once you've done school and you're past it, okay. so... Um, but for women in the trades, they get 3000 a year. Really? Yeah. So up to a cap of 6000 and it's two years, so... But is it also true that I'm not a Red Seal, so I can't bring on... An apprentice. No, you can only bring on one. No, you can't. And registered apprentice? 
can't. See? See, I you have, this is where I come in because to have an to be a sponsor, you either A, have to have someone who is um, Red, uh, Red Seal on yeah. CFQ, yeah. or you yourself have to be one. Yeah. Um, or else you can't, you can't abide by their guidelines. I know, but I've, I've spoken to the government so many times, and I'm like, without sounding egotistical or anything, I'm like, there's a lot of guys that actually want to be on my site and mm -hmm. shadow and learn from me. Yeah. And they want to do it through the apprentice route and get those tickets and get the hours and get all that stuff. But they won't get anything other than the knowledge. Well, that's that's why everyone needs to get it. I know, but it's tough because for me to get it, yeah. I have to go through exactly what you went through, and I'm 48 years old. Yeah, you I'm, can challenge the great, test. Great, great point, Manny. The great point. You can challenge. I know you can also challenge a yeah. test and go through that whole route. Is and I was like, no, I'm not. Yeah. I'm, I'm done with this. There's a lot of builders and carpenters that are amazing, high level, and they should be not even have to write the test. We should be able to take an apprentice on. Should just walk right in, high but, five, boom, gone. But they need guidelines, so. I get it, but if you can prove that you are as informed and educated as someone who's gone through that, then you should be allowed well, to. I think that's it should the, be like writing your business test, license. though. Yeah, that's a test, so. I mean, that's something Well, it's like consider. a business license, a construction yeah. license. If you're going to get your, your, your uh, you know, your for drywall or whatever else you want to do yeah. in the city of Toronto, you have to write a test. I think that drywall is its own trade. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so if I think that by challenging it simply like that, it would really help a lot of things. But the costs are still really high. I mean, going back to school. You know, it's funny and, you say the well, costs are really incentives. high, but yet you're a hilty, most expensive tool guy. This is why you got to start young. Yeah. Because <laughs> but that, that's that's like that's also saying something completely different too. I don't. Is it not I the have, person. And I not the have tool? not, and I'm not just saying this. I have not had one call back on my Hilti stuff. I have not had one problem. I don't, like, they don't give me anything. Yeah. I don't get anything from them at all. I don't have any problems. With your Hilti? Yeah. Ever? No. It's wonderful. The only thing I have a problem with is not charging my batteries in time. <laughs> we, went, we went from incentive grants for apprenticeship to Hilti. <laughs> no, we always he, do. He was, he was talking, he, he brought it up actually. Yeah. Said, I'm just you know, saying, you're spending I, money, I think, I think there's, but it's saving money. Anybody in construction, I find it really interesting how they weigh expenses, mm -hmm. how they look at costs, how they consider certain things really expensive or what they charge, but then they'll go out and they'll spend two grand on a festival vacuum. There's perspective, and I think it's directly attached to your self-worth. Yeah. You have to figure out what, how good are you, what, what is your worth on that value that you're bringing to the table, and what brand you're building. Sure, if you're delivering a certain kind of quality, then you, and you need these tools to deliver that quality, then great. But we also know the good old myth that it's not the tool, it's the person. So there's no reason other than to showboat and show off if you want to get all these high-end expensive tools yeah. when you can still do the same job with these low-end. No, and Manny, th that is so true because um, like you know, I, I, I worked for the city for a little while. These guys, all they did was worm drive everything. And I'm talking about they're cutting sheets of plywood, form ply. And I'm talking, we're talking millimeters and they're cutting it straight. They're cutting six by sixes, four by fours, 12 by 12s, yeah. chainsaw, warm drive, chainsaw, warm drive, hammer, basic caveman tools. And they're building unbelievable chambers, vaults. They're building the city out of this. 
So Manny, you are right. I mean, but if you're really good with your hands and then you get a really good tool, it's going to make you more efficient, faster, and cleaner. And well, that's the point But it goes it. back to Brendan's point earlier on when he was 24 years old, that yeah. you were like juggling, do I start a business? Do I buy a house? Do I start a family? Do I all, yeah. do all these things? So you just have to get perspective on where your dollar is going to go. You got to think about those things from the moment you start. I mean, I totally someone, agree with me, dude, honestly, there's so many ways you're five years old. You're probably subconsciously thinking about it. And when you actually started making those decision, decisions at 17, yeah. you started to map, map your course. And that's what I loved about this podcast is that we get to meet a lot of people that they were young and they started mapping their course, man. Vincent. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> it's great. Words more of him. Yeah. It's, 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 it's amazing to hear that. I want to hear more of that. That's why I think more and more people are going to get into trades. Because of what's going on in the world and okay. all this other stuff, but we got to take a little segment. I don't even know what the fuck Carlito's gonna do because <laughs> it's I don't know. Is it called Carlito's Green Book or what's the story? Green. What is it? Do Carlito's you, Corner. You, you know what? It's Listen, over to Carlito's Corner. Uh, sometimes, sometimes I just I've been trying to change it around a little bit, make it a little bit funner, a like little bit Caitlin more change or what? What's going and, on? And and my <laughs> co-partner Don Cherry here, uh, he wants doesn't want to keep it boring, so I'm no, just I'm just gonna stick. I'm just gonna stick to it, but. I do think this is very important. You've heard me just kind of say, oh, you know, I don't want to talk about this bullshit, but it's really important. I mean, obviously, Green Book Talk is important. And so since we were talking about etiquette, I think it would only be right to, <laughs> to suggest. You're eyeing me down over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, know, you know the game? How much yes. is the first offense? <laughs> so uh, constructor failed. <laughs> <laughs> You've been watching man you're listening to Manny too much. Uh constructor failing to uh ensure cleanup of toilet facilities availability. So that's like that's just a key word, I guess, for them at the very end. Just keeping your outhouse clean or the bathroom in the person's house clean. What would be the the, the offense? Two fifty? Low. Two fifty. I'm gonna say two fifty. Yeah. Well, Manny, I want to say that your bathrooms have been very clean and and uh, very nice, not tight. You don't feel like you're going to be touching the Is walls. Is it two fifty? <laughs> no, it's five fifty. Oh. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> and that was Green Book Dog five fifty. So we are talking to Brandon and at Red Seal Carpenter, dude, man, kudos that you got that. Seriously, man, I think everybody wants that one. You run out of. Uh, Green book talk offenses, you should do building code offenses. Oh. You know what? I've been looking at trying to do some some something different, but and I am running out. There's believe it or How not. How can you be running out? There have you read the green book? Yeah. You're not uh, running but have out. You, have Dude, you seen the charges only? I'm not talking about the charges, but I'm just saying there's like lots of stipulations in the green book of what you should be doing. There's, I think, two pages alone on railings. I know, but <laughs> there's a, there's a, like a hundred. Talk about railings. Okay. Do you know where, there's how many, about 300 what's violations What's the height of a right railing? Now? What's the middle height? What's the bottom height? What's all that? That A lot of guys don't know that. They're surprised to hear that. We know it because, and you, you probably know it too, because as soon as you're framing, you're boom, 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 boom. It's done. You put it at those measurements, but a lot of guys don't. You talk about the kids who come in and they have a two I know, belt, but if speed square, pencil, if you open hammer, up a green book, they don't know what those the charges. Are. There's a lot of stipulations, Cares but about the there's charges. not a lot of violation. Take charges. the education of what's inside that dude. I've been looking at that green book. Sucks to read, man. Seriously, I know. but I read it. 
and I'm looking at Dude, it going, it's oh, law. That's interesting. I am trying, interesting. I'm trying to find something new to bring to the table about the green book because I, I don't, I don't want to bore anyone with the, the offenses, but we're having fun. You guys got it wrong. And I, I You're think proud that, of that, eh? that, yeah, you know what? Stumped him. You had it at the beginning and I was like, you're listening to Manny. Yeah. <laughs> he threw us off. Poker yeah. face. Oh, that's good. Okay. What else do we want to know about apprenticeships? As an apprentice, you have to go in with an open mind. And you have to, your ego is at the door because you are there to learn, to watch, to listen. And if you can't accept that, then you shouldn't be an apprentice. What do apprentices look for in their sponsor, their leader? What should they be all about? Because you got a good a one. A process. Okay. You lead um, by example. I mean, no one should be put down. I've seen that many times where people yell at apprentices and you should always have a good environment for them. Because they're millennials, they're gonna run the other direction. They're gonna drop it and say, "I'm gonna go work for the next guy." Well, but can mm-hmm. I can I also say you are right? Nobody should be screamed at or yelled yeah. at. I've been screamed at many times. I'm at the other side of the table now, yeah. and um, not that it's right, but I do want to say that running your own business or running a large firm for someone can be very stressful. And if someone's not, if someone's coming to work but they're not there. They're just making everything more difficult. You should hear it. You should be able to scream at someone and say, hey, man, are you fucking here? Snap out of it. Let me give you a scenario, Brandon. Sorry. What if you're up on a scaffold and you ask the apprentice to cut you a piece of ply for sheathing a little roof nook? Mm -hmm. And you don't want to just do a square edge. You want to get a little fancy. So you want to do a bevel. So then it actually is tight to the sheathing vertical and you want to do another bevel on the face of it. So then it looks nice and clean. And then you give the measurements to the apprentice. They go and they cut it. They give it back to you and it is wrong. Mm. It's in the shape of a wedge and not in the shape of, (laughs) you know where I'm going. How do you react to that scenario? Do you a, Take the sheet and throw it at him as if it's a spear and just go, what's going on here? How many times are you going to screw it up? <laughs> I've, had, I've gone through measuring fascia for gables and with an apprentice. And the third gable down, he's still having no idea. It's not registering what we're doing. I so said, we're measuring you... from the same point yes. the last three gables. Yes. Some people are just not going to click. They just can't, they can't wrap their head you're around gonna it? You're going to realize that, and then you're going to say, I'm sorry, but... This, this job isn't for this, you. Yeah, this isn't going to work out. You're so gonna after fu- what? Gonna... The third mistake you say that? The second mistake? The first mistake? No, probably the third. The you're third gonna, mistake. If he screws it up after you try to explain to him again, then he's not retaining anything. Okay, I just thought I'd ask. Uh, but, I mean, this just is... For record, or, just for the record. That or you're not explaining it correctly. well enough. Well, I, I know, but let's say there's two apprentices down on the floor, and one totally understood what well, I was talking about, and the other one didn't, and this is what I got. Right. So, and just for the record, I didn't yell. I didn't yell. I raised mm-hmm. my voice, but I didn't yell. I just said, I don't get it. Did like, did you get it? Get, not, get it? Did you get it? Not get it? Do you Manny, first of all, when I know how you get angry, you don't have to yell, <laughs> but you can be very aggressive. I've oh, seen God. guys get mad and throw sauce. Did you just hear me? Just <laughs> seriously? Yep. And I've told them to leave. <laughs> wow, that's serious. Eh? Yeah. Did you hear that? No. No. <laughs> he, he threw what at you? No, I've seen guys. It's one guy who was uh, having trouble cutting something with a sawzall. And he got so mad at it because someone screwed him over and he had to cut it out. He threw the sawzall down the hallway. I said, that's not how you. 
One other self. Wait, hang on a sec. More importantly, was it a Milwaukee? A DeWalt? DeWalt. Makita. DeWalt? The one with the the Allen key on the end. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I hate that, man. That Allen (laughs) key. I think that's why he was gone. I think that's why he was What sound did that thing make when it was going down that hallway? No, and probably crying. Not gonna go you know, there. do you know how many of those have fallen on my hardwood floors by the plumbers? Oh. And I have freaked out, man. Why don't you have floor protection down? You're the GC. This is the beginning before all this floor protection, really. <laughs> that's one really? Of the fir- that's one of the first things you need to teach your apprentice. Yeah. Well, now respect the house. Definitely now. That's definitely one. Wait, of wait the this first is before things. floor protection. So what is this? 1912. You know, you know what's what? going on here? It's crazy. The other day I was working. I I did these 50 inch uh, tiles and. It's porcelain glazed by and, himself, one arm. Uh, yeah, probably. And suction cups. Yeah, uh, but no. it was heavy, dude. Really heavy. C- Croatian will. Anyways, <laughs> I covered the floor and I say to myself, "How many times have I dropped something on the floor by accident? I'm gonna put some more extra floor protection." Guess what happened? Dropped it. I dropped the screwdriver, and yeah. if I didn't have that floor protection, I would have had to pull up that 50-inch tile, man. So you're right. It's really important to do floor protection. I think protection. that's what you have to teach your apprentices is accidents happen accidents happen but in the beginning you got to teach them respect respect for the tools respect for the trade um, your business the business everything that you are providing them including the homeowner's house here's the thing brendan is there a line in the beginning and when do we cross that line and i say line in in this respect at what point do you start becoming more a little friendlier to the point where you want to be a buddy kind of thing. Like, let's say you guys are getting along all of a sudden after a few months of working, okay, come to the bar, have a drink and chill out. Is there a line or do we separate this? Do you separate it? Business is business. Yeah. This is education. I agree. I've lost too many friends in this business. So, but at what point a year down the road, you guys are working really well. Have you you ever become sub trades? Okay. That's how it is. I mean, I get family employees are having a good time. Do you never cross that line then? I've never crossed it. So you've never gone and had a beer afterwards at the end of a, a nice job? I do now with guys I used to work with, but I used to work with them. You, oh, okay. So not on the same job site. You no, always keep it professional. They've gone, done their thing. Yeah, you know, I, think I mean, after work, the first thing I do is want to go home. I don't want to go to the bar. I think it's really important not to become friends with someone, even if they are your friends at work, because it's easier to fire them. Yeah. And if they're your friends, you're just going to kind of tip your toe around the problem and never get it resolved. They need to know who the boss is or who's in charge. I mean, I'm willing to hear constructive criticism on, on the site. There needs to be a hierarchy. But they need to know, who's, they need to know yeah. who's, who's paying the bills, who's going to hear about it, and who's going to have to deal with it. I mean, so. there's working with family, which works and doesn't work. It doesn't and then work. there's it hire, works hiring your best friend from high school, which works. And it does. I mean, it's... It's a case by case. So you get on the job site, you keep a professional, yes. you run the day. As an apprentice going into the business, I knew that that was work. Okay. And as soon as I left work, then I go out. My dad always says you party at night with the boys, but you go to work with the men. But don't Ooh. you have like conversations on the job site where you guys are kind of getting a little familiar with personalities? and? Yeah. Okay. You're going to learn personalities of, if you work. I mean, I worked 15 years for a company. So you, you have to, to bring you your own know. tools, huh? Not starting out, but it was a lot of them are. Some are supplied the bigger tools like the jackhammers, table saws. But back to the relationship thing. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to figure out because at what point? And I agree. With, trust me, I agree with you guys. It's business is business. Yes, I do like having that kind of 
camaraderie, right? Yeah, Where you have that's that. Exactly that's exactly what it is. That, I, I like that because I think it makes for a better work environment. Everyone's hungry. Everyone's jazz. You want to get the objective done. You want to get every the scope done. But I think there's that. You know, hang on a sec. You guys gotta like. You're still an employee of mine. I'm still the the, the employer. So we we have work to do. Yeah. I, I think that if you do cross that line, then all of a sudden, work is gonna take backseat. Yeah, you need to know when it starts affecting the business. Yes. And I'm, I, I think the older I get and the more jobs I do and the more experience I, I get, and also speaking to other people that have more experience than me, I can see the reasons behind that. I can see when you're actually in the job site at the moment, you can see that there's a shift. Yeah. And, and I, I want to avoid seeing that shift. I don't want that shift to but go completely. I think it's also a maturity level. Like, mm. here's a perfect example. Manny's never worked for me. I've only worked for Manny. So Manny's given me some opportunities to work for him. When I came to work for him, I didn't come to work for him as his buddy. I came to work to him to prove to him what I was worth, uh, what I was capable of, and how I could potentially work with him in the future and do things with him. Did I need that? Did I want it? It doesn't matter. I came there with respect. And he also came I was, in the morning with a lot of penis jokes, man. That's yeah, all I'm gonna but say. that was before we started work. <laughs> was he on time? <laughs> yes, he was. Yeah, he actually uh, was on time every single day. He was always on time. Ten minutes, but, fifteen but minutes. But that's before. also and there's there's what I'm leading to is first of all, Manny uh, has his days or his times throughout the day, and I'm using him as an example right now. Mm -hmm. Like it feels like therapy. You you Come better on. you better be there five minutes to seven. You'll have a great day if you do. If yeah. you show up five minutes after seven, you're not going to have a good day. You want to have talk time and work time? Cut your 15-minute break. Yep. You have your lunch, then you have your 15-minute break, and then you have after work. If you respect the people that you work for, try to push yourself to the max every single day to learn and you know do better for yourself. You're going you're gonna to end up in a better position in life, more opportunities in life, and it's all yours at that point. But if you come to work with an unmature attitude and you think, oh, Manny's my buddy. I'm just going to come in 10 minutes late. Uh, I'm going to talk to this guy over here about plumbing. Oh, and then Manny comes I'm up and says, notice. hey, what's happening with the HVAC guy here? I'm what are gonna, you doing? I'm oh, I'm gonna, just talking to him about something yeah. about another job. I'm going to notice. I had a guy working with us. He wasn't registered as an apprentice, but I was, he was underneath me. And he would show up to work. We started at 730. And he would show up to work 729 with a coffee in his hand from Tim Hortons, no matter where the job was. Doesn't matter if we're in Toronto, Oakville, or Burlington. He would show up, <laughs> or five minutes from his house, he would still show up to job one minute before work with a coffee in his hand. Drove me nuts. That actually, <laughs> Drove me insane. Why, why would it drive you crazy? Because I'm, I'm an early bird. Yeah. I get up early, I get up at five, I leave at six, and then I'm on site either an hour before I'm supposed to start, or I'm getting materials. And it's just, it ergs me if well, I'm, if well, I'm 10 minutes but late. You're, you're saying you. something. I get anxiety if I'm running 10 minutes. You're saying something very important. Yeah. We're all predictable as people. Yeah. So after a few weeks of getting to know you, you are who you're going to be for the rest of your entire life. You're not going to change much. Yeah. You're predictable. You know, when you build a great rapport for yourself being 15 minutes or half an hour early, not talking until it's break time, uh, doing the most that you can, that's when, when something goes wrong, you don't have to scream at someone. You don't have to yell. You don't have to be angry. You just have to understand that maybe it was a bad day, you yeah. know, and there's forgiveness when you're trying, right? No, I just, the kind of whole thing, like, yeah. cause I, I see that you're focusing on apprentices and, yeah. and, and I think that 
people listening to this shouldn't be like, oh, Carlito would be screaming at you. It's not what I'm really saying, but I don't want people thinking that they're going to get off easy if they do something stupid two or three times. I can't allow anyone to just take advantage of me, the business with my customers. Yeah. So I, I don't, like I might be coming on strong, but that's because you're not going to be around if you're not mature enough to, you know, be in this industry, right? Yeah. I got a lot of patience more than I probably should with stuff like that. You're a pretty calm guy. <laughs> well, it's... <laughs> Thanks. Versus Percocet boy over here, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't um, do Percocets, by the way. <laughs> and there's a way of handling a situation, and there's not. In the construction industry, it's either you can get it or you're out the door. You don't need to yell. That's my mentality. I mean, if you screwed up three times, you're going to explain to them, hey, listen, you screwed this up three times. Like, this isn't working. So, so I keep hearing from both of you guys three, yeah? Three is the magic number. It it's, is, because... I don't know. One, two, three, you're no, out. No, no, what's yeah, the reason? pretty much. No, what's the reason? It's just you're explaining to you once you screwed up, second time you screwed up, and then it's like, okay, this is your last chance. Screw it up again, you're never going to retain this. Gone. I'm in Plus agreement. Plus, you're screwing material up, so it's costing you money. Yeah, I'm no, in agreement. Listen, you know what? There's, some, there's been some people that have worked for me that never got it a hundred times, but they tried. I could see they're trying, and I know deep inside... Mm -hmm that they're going to get it. And what it does is it challenges me as the educator to find a way of speaking their language for them to understand what I'm trying to say yeah. in their way. That kind of makes me a smarter person, more round, better rounded to deal with more people. Because when you have a homeowner or uh, a big a construction company that you're working for, you can't scream or yell at them. No. I mean, I'm, I know I'm exaggerating in here and I'm being like very um, cartoonish about my, my screaming and yelling. I'm not actually like that at work. I'm, I'm a lot like yourself. I'll get, I'll get frustrated, but he's going on about the rant, right? <laughs> he's not like you. I tell you that right it's now. It's problem solving too. You're yeah. trying to figure out why he's not learning. Yeah, well, well I, think you, I think you guys are right. I, I think that... One, two, three, you're not going to retain it. No, it's the retention. Come on, dude. You, you don't... Because I'm, all you're doing, you're trying to teach him a process. And the process is yours, like you said, Carlito. And if he just can't get the process, then you got to find, move on, find someone else. Or find... Or maybe there's a different segment of the construction industry that he can actually yeah. retain. Well, yeah. this is a very simple and straightforward industry. Yeah. It's no, it's not. It's, it's repetition no, a lot but, of the time. But it's, it's very universal. Like, if you can't work in this industry, then you shouldn't be in it. But, like, I, I just find that... When you say they can't work in this yeah. industry, what do you, you know, mean? You know, we, we talked about uh, on a podcast a couple of times ago. There was a guy that he, his dad had an auto body shop. And that auto body developed my mudding skills. The mudding skill developed my drywalling. My drywalling developed my framing because I appreciated every trade before that. Because I kept seeing but you're all my problems. It. Yeah, You're retaining it. But... It's straightforward. It's over and over and over again. The situations might be a little bit different, and you gotta, you know, kind of be diverse. What if, what if this kid is like Rudy, man? He just <laughs> wants to play ball, and he just—he's not getting it. One, two, three, or whatever. But he then wants to. Then you need to, be... to realize that. Find out what he's good at. Yeah, and yeah that's keep what him you, there. That's what you have to. And do. just keep him there. That's and then you... if you want something more, then you have to find it. Yeah, I'd rather pay that 40 bucks and get someone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, can I ask you a couple questions? You sure. said you were a farmer. What, what kind of farm uh, did Tree you... Tree farm. Tree farm. 
Wow, what I kind of trees? I lived in British Columbia growing up until high school, and my grandparents owned a cedar tree farm. Wow, interesting. Mm. And we had seven acres. I had a, my grandfather bought me a car when I was 12 and 86 to her cell, and I yeah. drove around the farm what learning color? stick. What color? Blue. Blue? I thought maybe hatchback. green. That is, I thought it was white for yeah, sure. It was a four-speed, and I learned how to drive stick when I was 12. That's wicked, dude. Um, so being in a tree farm... Uh, you learn hard work. You must have really built your best. first fort yeah. at an early age. What kind of fort did you have? I didn't really. My, my grandfather helped us build it, but um, it was a tree fort in the back 40. It was about 20 feet in the air. There was two Wicked. sets of trees, and my grandfather built a pulley system in between each one of them <laughs> with a, a rain barrel. This probably isn't safe, but a rain barrel, and we'd pull ourselves across. <laughs> That's so cool, man. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool, man. So you did pick up the habits of carpentry at an early age. Yeah, building stuff. I mean, I stayed there all summer, so we were put to work. And if you got in trouble, you were put to work. Carlito has a theory, which I actually agree with it. Farmers make great contractors. Yeah, because they're not it's lazy. It's ethic. Yeah. yeah, you wake up super early, 4, 30, 5 o'clock in the morning, you know, you're getting... Isn't it true that kid, farming is disappearing and farmers are disappearing? I don't see farming disappearing at all. Farmers disappearing? I don't see it disappearing. More automation? More automation, for sure. So that means farmers disappear. But I see all, like, you know, I'm, I'm in farmland, and all I see all the families and their children getting taking over the, the businesses. I think work ethic is taught yeah. by oh, the generations. For sure. The farming, as you say, like, it, it was good for me because I learned you just work. You don't ask why. You just work. You shovel the, the cow shit and say... Okay, what's well, next? Well, for <laughs> me, it was if you finish this by 12 o'clock, you yeah. can go hang out with your cousins or yeah. your friends at the beach. You know what I mean? So like, I, the faster I got it done, the, the faster I got to enjoy life, right? Anything you want to tell the young apprentices that uh, you think is really important that you learn that it would be a major stepping stone for them? Yeah. Check your ego at the door and just listen. That's hard for the millennial generation. It does not, that's, it does not matter. I mean, I'm not saying do it for free because some people say they should work for a week for free and then pay attention. But if you're, you, you're serious about this job then, and someone hands you a broom or a shovel, which is what I did the first year of my apprenticeship, you just you do it and you look and you listen, you pay attention, and you're going to gain the knowledge and you ask questions. Always ask questions. and Thousands of questions, man. And if your employer right cannot time. ask you, you have hours after work. I mean, research yeah. it. I did. I had to. I had to learn process by myself because no one was going to be, no one was going to teach me it. Are you teaching now? Do you have someone that's underneath you? Right now, no. No. Um, you looking forward to that? No. I'm trying to. You want to avoid a it? Different direction. Okay. My company downsized huge in the last five years. Like so when I first started, we guys. had a commercial division. Okay. Um, and then over the process, everyone left. Apprentices, like I say, they're temporary. They're never going to stay with you forever. They train, wrote their CAQ, and now they're off doing their own thing. What percentage do you think it is? That stays? That goes. That goes. Um, honestly, I think all of them. <laughs> really? really? I mean, you can get the lifers like me. So I'd say about 90% leave. Like you wow. get licensed. If you go through the process, people want to be their own sole proprietor. They everybody. Want, yeah. I think everybody I've met wants to be that. Yeah. I, you know, I've worked for people with my own business and stayed with them for 15 years. Yeah. And I was 
still running my own operation, working under someone. It felt like it was my business, but I always knew that I was somewhat of an employee. Yeah. Still, you know what I mean? And it was a great feeling. Yeah. So if for any apprentice listening, don't rely on just one person to teach you. Always like always investigate yourself, different process. That's what Instagram, I know you say it's the downfall of carpentry, but <laughs> is that true, I've man? Said, Instagram, I've said a lot if you're of, serious about, <laughs> about carpentry, <laughs> there's people teaching process on Instagram. They are. And you need to pay attention and learn what the process is and then research it and, know, and learn if it works for you because there's going to be 10 ways to skin a cat. I totally agree. Someone's going to teach you. You're, it's your way. It's their way or the highway. Like Carlito, this is my process. Sure, I can go through my entire apprenticeship with you, learning your process, but I've learned it. Now, if I don't like it, I'm going to start on my own and do a different process. But respect that. So respect the process. Get in. Pay attention. And then make your own decision that's great i, I agree with that they're and tearing a car apart doesn't right now. matter so so regarding that little downfall moment uh about instagram i just <laughs> I, I i hate the sales people out there i can't stand yeah. people that have been on ig and have figured out how to make more money not being a contractor well but portraying being a contractor you need to realize who is teaching process and who is teaching yeah a, who you is showing weed, a, who is showing a product you have and, to weed it out totally. and manny you say something really important and i never said it before but i i do want to say it right now there's guys right now that are getting paid really well to sell other people's product and they are failures in this industry yeah and send your emails to Carlito, and, <laughs> and they and they are successful and that bothers me about the Instagram. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a car being chopped yeah. up out there. Doors open. It's like thirty thousand degrees. Dude, I was watching them. We were watching them race the car up and down the road earlier. <laughs> you know, I've been looking at you. You started off nice and dry, I'm and now you're drenched. <laughs> oh I'm waiting for the police to make hey, a knock on but, the door. But you there, know what? Man. This is my second pair. Of but clothes. I, I want, I want I, I really want to say thanks for sitting here and giving back to the young apprentices, the entrepreneurs, uh, the people that are listening to, you know, your, your story. Yeah. Um, and they don't know how hot it is in here <laughs> while we're soaking wet. And I appreciate that no, you're it's, sitting it's, here. It's great that I think you, you reached out to me, right? I did. I'm trying to remember. It's a blur. I'm going to blame my age. I I'm did. So <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> what you guys are doing for the industry is the right way to go. Thanks, man. I really it's respectful it. because it's everyday life. Every time, I mean, subtrades, for one thing I've learned, it's a small world when it comes to subtrades. So everyone complains about everyone. And you guys are pointing out that relationship with everyone. And it's relatable. And everyone wants to improve and you guys want them to learn. So yeah, we just want to give back. That's all. Yeah. Plus, we're making buckets of loads of money yeah, every time right. we do a I show. I lose money every time I come here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got one last segment to do, unless Cardito's done something different. Yeah, no, no. Um, I'd like to see your attitude change it a little bit, Manny. There's but no thanks. attitude here. There's no attitude here. Uh, so let me just introduce it. It's the 10 questions. <laughs> and, and Brendan did bring up a good thing, and I think we are actually going to change that. Yeah. So number five will change. And and we want to thank you for that. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> suggestion. You will not get any royalties of all this Damn. money that we're making right now. 
We what are all familiar. Yeah, we are all familiar with uh, with these ten questions, and here we go. We got we got something going on outside, but we just got to speak louder. Well, they, they're taking those rims off that car. I'm, I'm going to go. That off better not be my Ford. Outside. I'm going to go offer them some money right now. <laughs> Number one, what is your favorite construction word? Pneumatic. Ooh, the it way is. it rolls off the tongue. Yeah, that's well a really nice thought word. Out. I like that. What is your least favorite construction word? Change. This guy is. Wow, you're hey, surprising me. Uh, while you're here, can you change this? Mm. And then there's a process. Does change there should have, be a process. Does change have free in it? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's, if there's no process, it's free. <laughs> what turns you on in construction? What turns me on? It's a final product. Wow. Being able to provide yeah. a quality of life for people. Yeah. What turns you off in construction? <laughs> Apprentices. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, I'm just what turns me them. off is um, people undercutting your job. It's true. I yeah. really can't That happens that a lot, especially for my company because we're not the cheapest. And you try to provide a, a quality. Well, you service. know what? You should rephrase that. Don't say that you're not the cheapest. It's, you know what? There's a, there's a reason you're paying yeah. for that. And we've had clients, which we're finding a lot is, can we just take it to drywall? And we'll do the finishing. Or you guys were astronomically more, and we're going to go to this guy who's actually quoted us less than the actual materials. Yeah, they, learn, they don't <laughs> learn the first and or second like, time. You know what? Okay, bye. Yeah. Number five is the change. So, what is your favorite Great. expression with a curse word in it? <laughs> uh, is this diplomatic? Expression or phrase, and or phrase dun, with a curse dun, word dun, in dun, it. Dun, oh, fuck dun, my life. Dun. Fuck wow. my life. Okay. You what, walk <laughs> what construction sound or noise do you love? A pneumatic nail gun. The pts. So, a finishing pneumatic. Yeah. Mm. Not cordless. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't always go in. Yeah. <laughs> what construction sound or noise do you hate? Along the same lines, a leaky air hose. Ooh. I know, eh? Especially yeah. when that apprentice, when that apprentice go, hits the hose. Just want to go there and cut the end off. Say like, now what? <laughs> what profession? Clamp. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? If I could do it all over again, I would be a heavy equipment operator. Ooh. I like driving big machines. Big bad back, eh? Yep. Commentary by Carlito. <laughs> uh, what profession would you like, not like to do? Oh, definitely. I wouldn't want to be a nurse. Mm, that's true. Or anywhere in the health services. Number 10, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Like him to be singing Bob Marley. Every <laughs> <laughs> little thing's going to be all right. Uh, <laughs> said, don't worry. Yes. Excellent. You did very well. Brendan, thank you very thank much. You. Catch him online at, at Red Seal Carpenter. We really appreciate you being on the show. Uh, very refreshing. This has been really great. And I know that he and I were talking about it. And we're like, well, we're looking forward to more and more guys like yourself sharing your experiences about the industry, how more, you guys got in, how more you guys him built than it. me. <laughs> I, I like it. I personally like it, but it's good. So anybody out there that wants to come on the show, please reach out to me because if you 
send an email to Carlito. I don't know where it's going to go in the yeah. world. Well, uh, I put my phone down. I'm, I don't <laughs> yeah, he's use working it as a leech. Sure. Yeah, or a leash. Yeah, run a business and build a podcast. Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, you got to get work done. <laughs> got to get work done. So please reach out to me if you want to be on the show. And uh, we thank you again for sharing your story. Thank you. And Carlito, I think we got to get out of here. This sauna. This hot heat. Boom, 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 heat. Boom, boom, hotness. Boom, get us out of here, man. I got to change again. Four one six area code humidity thirty two plus. <laughs> 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 <laughs>